0: Welcome to another episode of the Chokeslam Wrestling Report. I am your host, the Ultimate One, coming straight from New York City. Um, tonight we're gonna go to the AEW Dynamite One Year Anniversary Edition that happened last night. I'm gonna not do what I usually do with the AEW review when I talk about everything, like every hole and the wrestling match. I'm going to give you my feedback on each match. Um, last night, again, the, the one-year anniversary of AEW, even though they started a show back in um, October the 2nd, if I'm correct. And, you know, but they did um last year, a year ago, they uh, pretty much announced that AEW was going to start shop. So the first match of the night and then um, was – um, Hagman, Page and Kenny Omega versus the Private Party. Uh, of course, Private Party started off the match very quickly with tag team strategy to dominate Hagman, Page. But then Hagman, Page was able to tag Kenny Omega. And he got the tag and they started double teaming on Cassidy. Uh, Cassidy uh, kind of hit Kenny with a flatliner. liner. Um, Mark Quang was tagged in and they started to use, uh, you know, high-risk maneuvers where he jumped one side of the ring, went over the rope, landed on Kenny Omega, did the same on the other side of the right, landed on, on Hangman Page, and then he did some crazy dive afterwards. um So, but, you know, at one point, the high flying has to stop when you know, you, you're facing Kenny Omega and Hangman Page because when Quinn jumped off the top rope in the corner, he got caught by Hangman Page where he did the full away slam. And then, you know, but they kept going back and forth. At one point, Kenny got hit with a DDT uh, by, um, uh, for two kind by Cassie. And then Quinn um, goes and this a shooting star press, but then ended up missing Kenny Omega and Hangman, Um, you know, And Page, I mean, Hangman Page and Kenny Omega started double teaming um, Quinn. And at one point, um, Hangman Page was about to do the buckshot lariat while Kenny Omega was holding Quinn. And he had to stop himself because he almost hit Kenny Omega again. Um, So, and then um, Pirate Party, um, you know. Took advantage of this. They almost pinned Kenny when they hit their finishing move Omega. I um because he was in the top rope. They hit Omega with the um with that. I forgot what the name they call it, but it's like the it's like a cutter and they nearly pin uh, Omega. But of course, you know, um, um Omega got out on the two count. Because um, Hangman Page was able to save him. But then Omega and Hangman did the V trigger, the buckshot, and they ended up pinning um, Private Party. It was a great match, you know. But the storyline behind all this was what's gonna happen with Kenny Omega and Hangman Page. Well, they were gonna able to, you know, able to coexist. Because you notice that Hangman Page has been acting off kind of a little funny where he's been drinking a lot, whatever. But after the match, Pac came out. Um, well, actually, they went to the back where they showed Pac beating up on Michael Nakazawa. He had him in the um, um, uh, the Brutalizer, and he kept telling you, Omega, I want my match. I want my rubber match. Uh, you're going to give me my rubber match, or else this is going to continue. So, And then that was the end of that. Then the second match after that was the women's title match, which it was pretty good was going well. I mean, uh, Rio, uh, now I see that why a lot of people don't like Rio as a champion and because there was this match with Chris Stanley. She was doing things that is not believable if you really think about it. But what made it interesting was that the Nightmare Collective came out and kind of interfered in the match. And at first, you could see that um, Chris Stanley came out, and um, I think she ended up jumping over the, the – Oh, she dove and attack um, Awesome Khan, and then attack um, uh, Melly Quint or uh, Melly Cruz, whatever her name is, and um, she uh, pretty much um, jumped on both of them, and then Luther came out of nowhere when Brandy Rose uh, faced off with Chris Lander, Luther, the Japanese Death Match legend, came out from under the ring and stopped Chris Danlender from hitting um, Brandy Rose. And that um, kind of distracted um, Chris Standlander, and but the match continued back and forth. There was interference by, um, of course, um, Melanie Cruz and um, Awesome Calm, which costed the um, Chris Standlander, Chris Standlander the match. I'm sorry, and pretty much, um, which, which I mean, they try to help Rio, the Nightmare Collective. By pinning, by trying to pin uh, Chris Stanlander, but then Rio decided to jump from the top rope, and it was kind of a, a crazy match. And And at the end, um, Stanlander was about to do a tombstone type of power driver when Awesome Con came and grabbed um, Chris Stanlander's legs, kind of distracted her. Uh, Riho rolled her up and ended up pinning Stanlander, which is a very disappointment for me. I'll tell you why because I really thought Rio was going to lose the belt. And it ended up with now Awesome Khan and Stan Lander attacks. Um, I mean, Chris, Awesome Khan and Melanie Cruz end up attacking Stan Lander and Riho. And then other girls came in. You saw Britt Baker in the in the, in the audience. I don't know why they kept showing her, but you could tell that she is going to uh, do some, like, uh, how do you say that? a um, She's going to turn Rubecker sooner or later. I mean, you can see it. It's happening. It's going to happen so left it out like that so now uh you saw swole out there you saw um erotic uh out there so so it might be a five on five soon or four on four whatever it's gonna be in the near future okay guys i'll be right back after this if you haven't heard about anchor it's the easiest way to make a podcast let me explain it's free So, as I said before, uh, the women's division looking kind of good. Um, so, they're doing s- something good so far and making more. It's becoming now a little interesting as far as the women's division. Let's see how long they keep it. Um, the next match was Christopher Daniel versus Sammy Guevara. Uh, this match, pretty much, Christopher Daniel and Sammy Guevara could Christopher Daniels started off with on-drag slam, you know, showing off his skills what he got. Because remember, Sammy Guevara was saying, "Oh, you don't got it no more." Whatever. So that Dan, Christopher Daniel pretty much, you know, um, was doing his thing, controlling the match with kicks and quickness. Um, he hit Christopher uh, Christopher uh, Christopher Dan hits, uh Sammy Guevara, with an Explorer. But you know, um, Sammy Guevara is not to be taken lightly. This guy, he's quick. He does his moves. He does what he has to do. He cheats if he has to. Um, that's the way to, uh, to control the match toward the middle of the match. Um, and, you know, and as Christopher Daniels tried to come back and tried to do a comeback, uh, Pentagon came out and started, um, you know, um, mocking um, Christopher Daniels. And Daniels turned his back on Santa Guevara when he went back to um, go after Guevara. Guevara kicked him in the, the groin. And then he kind of a super king in the back of the hat, and he ended up pinning Christopher Daniels. And at this point, after the match is over, they see the Dark Order, Uno, and uh, Joy, uh, Royce Queen, uh, whatever his name is. Um, Dark Order came out, and you see Mark Silver, uh, Alex Reynolds, they're in the rings like five guys there. They tried to uh, tell Christopher Daniels that, that he could make him the man that he could be. he was in the past so in other words they were giving him an opportunity to join the dark order of course christopher daniel turned him down and next thing you know they start jumping daniels next thing you know you see scu and the young bucks come out and pretty much uh even the odds um they super kick alex reynolds and then christopher daniel did the uh, um mve the um the oh the b the bv what's it the bme i'm sorry The BME, that's how long I haven't seen him do this, but he did it last night. The BME, the best moonsault ever, and he ended up um, showing that he still has it. So now it looks like the Dark Order will um, be feuding with SEU and Young Bucks in the future. So that looks like that's a storyline. It's going to happen there. Now, we still don't know who's the exhorted one, whatever they call it. It was going to be the leader, whatever it is. But I'm sure it's not going to be Hangman Page because that's, that's what everybody's thinking. So it got to be somebody who's going to surprise everybody. So who knows? But, um, you know, we'll be right back. And we're back. The next match was Cody and Dustin versus the Lucha Bros. In the beginning, it was a face-off. These guys were ready to fight each other. In the beginning, um, but uh, um, Lucha Bros took control of the match. I mean, even though Cody and Dustin did their you know, their, their, their wrestling skills, or whatever, but they started working on Dustin's leg during the match. Um, and of course, you know, um, Ray Phoenix and Pentagon they are amazing as far as the attacking concern. But at one point, Phoenix had a chair, I don't know why he had a chair, I guess he wanted to keep punishing Dustin Rose. Um, a leg and they ended up um mr r anderson went and took the chair away from him um but at one point phoenix hit a cut on cody and then he did a top rope kick and then pentagon ends up grabbing cody and he kind of a sit down power driver or sit down power bomb and cody landed weird he landed on his shoulder it looked bad uh and then dustin of course hits his canadian destroyer on um uh, Phoenix, and then he hits the uh, final reckoning to win the match for Cody and Dustin Rhodes, defeating the Lucha Bros. I mean, I was kind of surprised. I thought the Lucha Bros were going to win because I figured maybe MJF is going to come out and, you know, he'll go with Wardle and Warlow and, and his, you know, start something, cost the, the Rhodes the match, but that didn't happen. And I know Tony Schiavone went into – the ring to ask um, Cody about the uh, the challenge that MJF did last week and the stipulation, but uh, Anderson said, "No, nope. they're going to talk about it and they're going to see what they're going to do uh, as far as that match is concerned." Uh, so that left off us uh, still wondering what's going on. They had a line after that. They had a line, a Lanny Poffo pro, um, kind of an interview. It was nice to see Lanny Pavel because they were in Memphis. Um, I think they were in Memphis, um, so they had like a Memphis theme last night. Then they had the MJF promo. MJF came out, uh, called uh, Cody Rhodes a coward. Counted to ten for him to come out and face um, MJF in this match uh, for to talk about the match. Counted to ten, the uh, Cody Rhodes never came out. Diamond Dallas Pace came out instead. And Diamond Dallas Page, you know, pretty much started talking about this, so many years, who thought he would come on TNT, and if they, if anybody would have told him that he would be back with an AEW, you know, the nonsense, whatever. But it turned out um, um, it looked like Diamond, Diamond Dallas Page was there to confront MJF. And, of course, Warlord is MJF's bodyguard. Uh, then all the MJF said, well, you know, you, you want to fight tonight? Well, I got somebody for you. And all of a sudden, Butcher and the Blade came out with Bunny, which is Allie. and they pretty much started beating up on 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 Diamond Dallas Page. I mean, the they, the Diamond went end up doing the Diamond Cutter on Blade and Butcher, but then he he got caught. Um, and and he was about to be forced to kiss the ring that MJF carries, and all of a sudden, uh. They came. I forgot. I think it was referees, other people. I think Q T Marshall came out. Uh, I forgot who was the other person. And they came out to stop um, MJF from doing more damage. So that little, that little promo was. I was not happy about it. I'm still saying, why you got the uh, DDP there for what? This guy's old. Guy sixty. I mean, this is one thing AEW is doing. Why? Okay, I understand he's a part of the Nightmare Collective. Uh, Nightmare family, what they call it, but he know, he doesn't need to be in the ring. This guy's like 62 years old. Are you kidding me? Like, come on. I mean, AEW, you're beginning to look a little bit like WWE with this. Bringing in old guys. No need to do that. You know, that's, I'm still questioning why R. Anderson's coming out with Cody Rose and, and Dustin in the corner. What, What is the purpose of it? I mean, I understand you had Tully Blanchard before with uh, Sean Spears. That's different. Cody don't need our anderson well, What's the point of that? You no, know? I, I don't really understand that. So, the next match was uh, Beth Friend versus Jurassic Express. This match was pretty good. It's funny to see, um, how you call it, um, Marco's stunt when he gets tagged in. This, this guy, he still got a little mold. I mean, he's still too small to be in the ring with guys like Chuckie T uh, and um, – uh Trent in there um so it was like a feel out process in the beginning between Jungle Boy and Chucky T uh then Marco got the tag against Trent Marco did a huru-karana on Trent which was amazing uh Jungle Boy got the tag and a double team on Trent um so they were like doing the tumble the double team stuff and whatnot, and they were trying to get Best Friend out of um off balance a little bit but Best Friend took control of the match and and once Luchasaur came in, pfft, it, was, it was over. He took care of a best friend and everything. Um, at one point, Orange Cassidy came out. That was hilarious. He um, he was part of the six-man tag. It was a six-man tag. Orange Cassidy was part of that. And if a okay, kid that's his best friend, you know that Orange Cassidy is included in there now. So um, so he came in. Uh, Orange hit a stunner on Luchasaur, which was the first time I see this guy do any wrestling moves since um, he's been there. Then he goes and put his hands in his pocket and then jumps over the uh between the ropes and lands and dives on uh, I believe on Luchasaurus. So, um, Marco hit a Canadian destroyer on Trent, which I to me was amazing. A little guy like that doing a Canadian destroyer on Trent, who was probably twice the size of him, but um, Jungle Boy ended up rolling up Chucky e. T for the win. For the uh Jurassic Express, so um, you can see um, Jurassic Express actually, Jungle Boy got his first pin, first win of AEW. I mean, every time he's in the ring, he's in a tag match. Um, last year he had a a 10 minute draw with um, Chris Jericho. So, and remember, they they resetted the 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 um. What they call that? The um, ooh, I forgot the records. So overall, this guy just got one win, one draw, I don't know how many losses in tag team, but that's the way they're doing it now. So we'll be right back after this, and we're back. So the next thing that happened was the Jericho promo, which is uh, very easy to talk about. I mean, I'm gonna have to look at my notes. My, I'm gonna give you my thoughts and everything about that. Uh, First of all, um, I knew for a fact. That um, John Mosley was going to turn turn on, on Jericho. I mean, he made they made it believable to a point where you thought that he really did join the the inner circle. You know, um, they had a lot of champagne. Sammy Guevara was in the ring. Um, Jake Hager was in the ring, um, and you knew him, somewhere down the line he was going to turn on him because Jock Mosley is unpredictable, but. He they almost made me believe it when I, I remember when um, Jericho said, oh, "You you booing me? You booing?" He pointed at some fan outside the ring, and then you hear Moxley said, "You booing? You messing with Jericho? You got to mess with me." So I was like, "Wow!" So he probably did join the inner circle, and I said, "Well, maybe down the line he'll he'll trick them," you know. But I kept seeing the the car keys because the car keys he asked him well, one thing. I I forgot to mention. Was the car key? Give him the car keys. So I figured, Well, I got the car key. Maybe it was turn on him. And sure enough, um, he grabbed the mic. He said, "I forgot to tell you something." Blah blah blah. And he smashed a bottle over the head on Chris Jericho, and um, he took out uh, Sammy Guevara. Yeah, I think he hit Jake Hager. Oh, he didn't get to hit Jake. I don't remember very good, but but he swore he swore uh, um, Jericho. So I mean, you knew that was coming. You now you know that's going to be the match for Revolution on January, I um, mean, February 29th, and um, they're going to build on that now. What do I think about the show real quick? Well, the show wasn't bad, it wasn't bad at all. I think at one point, um, um, there were some stuff that I kind of questioned. Number one was the um, there was a botch on the first match with Private Party, um. Uh, and I did put it. There was a bot because it looked like um, Mark Quinn was going to try to do a horokarana on Hangman or something, and Hangman kind of, I don't know. He looked like he pushed him or whatever, but uh, but Quinn fell off. Like he tried to grab him with the with the legs, and he just messed that up. I don't know if it was me or what I'm seeing stuff, but I know that was a bot. Second of all, the. Uh, the fact with the uh, the woman's title match, it was too many interference. They should have gave the belt to Chris Lander. Riho does not look like a believable woman's champion. She looks too small. And for her to be fighting a woman who's like maybe 6'2 and probably got over 200 pounds over her, and you're over here not giving her the title, not giving Chris Stanlander the title, which makes makes no sense. So now you're going to go and push a five of, of, of uh, what is that, three of, of two on three, whatever it is, how many women the Nightmare Collective has. And you're going to put them against Swole, Chris Danlander, uh, uh, Hirogori Kushida, whatever. And because that's so far, that's what's going to happen maybe sometime next week. So um, we'll be right back with some more. And I'm back. So. Um, and the reason I keep talking about this was the AEW show last night. Uh, to me, um, I felt that they could have done they could have done something better as far as the women's side of match. I got a big beef with that. So now, supposedly um, for Bass at the Beach next week, uh, they'll have they're gonna have Pack. Is it Bass at the Beach next week? I think it is. I'm not sure. I know I know they announced Pack versus Darby Allin. I don't know if it's a Bass at the Beach or the or the Jericho. Uh the Jericho Cruz is the Pac versus Darby Allen. But the Battle of Beast are gonna have Chris Stanley the Hiroki Shida versus Austin Connor Melanie Cruz. Uh DDP QT Marshall at Dustin Row versus MJF, Blade, and Butcher. But you know Warlord is gonna be out there in the corner. And so that's what they got for next week. But match why you got QT Marshall in there in a match between um with MJF and The Butcher and The Blade in there. I, I don't understand that. I mean, QT Marshall did pretty good the last time I saw him. He got a lot of pop. But mm, it's kind of it's, – I'm wondering what's going on. So that's very questionable. Overall, AEW was a pretty good show. And like I said, the only I had the beef with the woman's vision. I got definitely the beef with DDP being in there. I don't know why you got DDP in there. I still have beef about Art Anderson being the manager for Cody Rose – Cody Rose don't need a manager. I, I don't know what's the point of that. You know what I'm saying? Is he gonna be, is he gonna turn on him? I mean, because I, I don't see R. Anderson being a, a a good guy. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't understand it. So who knows? Because you see Toby Blanchard, and he got Sean Spears, and he's and they're rule breakers. Well, you want to call it brute breakers, whatever. I mean, I don't think they even use that. or uh, well, he will run now nowadays. So anyway. But there's other news real quick. Um, uh, let me go through it. Uh, WWE co-president, George Berriers had the nerve and the audacity to say that it can be tough to compete with the WWE because they are so good at what they do. Well, my opinion on that, if they are so good at what they do, why are their products so garbage? You know, the fact now they have Seth Rollins calling himself the Messiah uh, is stupid. It's stupid. The fact that I saw the Big Show return, why is he back? Why is he back? Hmm. It's crazy. I I, I don't understand why he's back. guy's over 40, so I don't understand that part. Then, um, you know, you to say that you're good at what you do, but you don't want to compete with AEW since um, you decided WWE to put NXT versus AEW. You won't put Monday Night Raw against against AEW or SmackDown against AEW because you know you will lose in the ratings. You know that. So, for George Burry to say that and claim, oh, I'm from Queens, uh, you know, uh, it's in my DNA, I love WWE. Okay, you're talking because you're a fan and you don't see, you do not see uh, WWE uh, being overmatched by AEW. And it, you're that good with what you do. Your last two of WrestleMania has been garbage. I don't understand that. So, how are you going to go there and say that? So, anyway. um also, um, Ring of Honor, they're having the uh, Supercar of Honor on April 14. Um, I really don't care what Ring of Honor does anymore. Uh, they I don't know what kind of car they're going to have. I mean, they did have Final Battle. I did see that last month. It was pretty decent with the fact that you put the belt on PCO, which I don't agree with. A 51-year-old now with the world title of the Ring of Honor. You had lost so many guys. I don't understand it. And, and if you had a chance to make a, a difference uh, a year ago, was on the G1 Supercar when you had a chance with New Japan. So that's another uh, situation right there. Also, NXT uh, has the Dusty Road Classic and they had the uh, attack team that we haven't seen in a while together since New Japan. And that's Time Splitters, but they're not using that name by Time Splitter. And I'm talking about Alex Shelley and Kashida. They're part of the Dusty Roll Classic. Um, It's nice to see that Alex Shelley is now in WWE or NXT, whatever you want to call it. Better than when he was doing in Ring of Honor. They were not doing nothing with him. Um, He won a match against Cole Cabana at Final Battle. So, but it is what it is. Um, So, you know, uh, there's nothing to jump around. It's not going to move the needles, these guys. I mean, but. And speaking of New Japan, as you guys know, um, uh, New Japan right now is hot, very hot, guys. And you guys got to pay attention. They got the John Moxley versus Minoru Suzuki. That's something to watch. That's going to be a crazy. uh, Suzuki got attacked by Moxley on New Year's Dash. You're going to have the now you have Sonata versus Jay White. This is Jay White and Kenta beat up on on naito and sonata and now it looks like jay white's gonna be feuding with sonata naito versus kenta for the world and the intercontinental titles and for iwgp belts so that's interesting to watch uh what else is um so in the Tag Team division you know that the gorillas of destiny lost those belts against um against uh juice robinson and Dave, david finley so Guys, New Japan is going to be making noise. And if they get together with AEW, okay, because everybody's like, oh, wait for Whatever. Listen, let me make it happen now. AEW and New Japan get together. The guys that they have that they're trying to develop gets developed even better when you mix them up with New Japan wrestlers. It'll be great. It's good for money, whatever. But we'll see. But anyway, guys, I thank you for listening to my podcast today. Um, don't uh, hesitate to listen to it. Um, I'm all over Every major platform of audio podcasts: Google, um, iHeartRadio, uh, I Pandora, Stitcher, um, Apple, um, Spotify. I'm all over the place. Um, shout out to um, R32 Store in Highland Mills, New York. If you guys are in New York, check uh, in that area. You could check out that store, or you could check their website. Website is www r32.store again that's www.r32.store check out the graphics on the apparel that is done by my boy Vernick he does any design you need you're welcome to check it out shout out to turnbuckle tabloid for uh, always representing my uh, podcast the same way I represent your podcast Um, hopefully we could do something in the future uh, co promotion hopefully this year um also if you guys want to uh find, my, find out more information about me uh, i also got a youtube channel called the Chokesland wrestling um report podcast um i have videos there from last year uh the last one was this past november uh check out the content you like it notify uh hit the notification bell um uh, subscribe to the channel if you like it Hit the, the the thumbs up if you know and leave a message whatever you want. So with that, guys, thank you for everybody who supports my podcast, and hopefully uh, uh, can continue to uh, get more gather more fans and be able to give the the wrestling rumors and news from the wrestling world. And hopefully you guys enjoy it. Again, I'll definitely see you guys on Monday. Um, there's nothing really popping up for this weekend that I know of, but then again. Who knows? Again, I'll see y'all Monday with my wrestling news and rumors, and good night.